Part four of the Bridge Builders by Rudyard Kipling. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Tony Addison. Whither went they? said the Lascar awestruck, shivering a little with the cold. God knows, said Findlayson. The river and the island lay in full daylight now and there was never mark of hoof or pug on the wet earth under the people. Only a parrot screamed in the branches, bringing down showers of water-drops as he fluttered his wings. Up! We are cramped with cold. Has the opium died out? Canst thou move, Sahib? Findlayson staggered to his feet and shook himself, his head swam and ached, but the work of the opium was over, and as he sluiced his forehead in a pool, the chief engineer of the Kashi Bridge was wondering how he had managed to fall upon the island, what chances the day offered of return, and, above all, how his work stood. Peru, I have forgotten much. I was under the guard-tower watching the river, and then did the flood sweep us away. No, the boats broke loose, Sahib, and, if the Sahib had forgotten about the opium, decidedly Peru would not remind him. In striving to retie them, so it seemed to me, but it was dark, a rope caught the Sahib and threw him upon a boat, considering that we too with hitchcock sahib built as it were that bridge i came also upon the boat which came riding on horseback as it were on the nose of this island and so splitting cast us ashore i made a great cry when the boat left the wharf and without doubt hitchcock sahib will come for us as for the bridge so many have died in the building that it cannot fall. A fierce sun that drew out all the smell of the sodden land had followed the storm, and in that clear light there was no room for a man to think of the dreams of the dark. Findlayson stared upstream, across the blaze of moving water, till his eyes ached. There was no sign of any bank to the Ganges, much less of a bridge-line. We came down far, he said. It was wonderful that we were not drowned a hundred times. That was the least of the wonder, for no man dies before his time. I have seen Sydney, I have seen London, and twenty great ports, but... Peru looked at the damp, discoloured shrine under the people. Never man has seen that we saw here. What? Has the Sahib forgotten, or do we black men only see the gods? There was a fever upon me. Findlayson was still looking uneasily across the water. It seemed that the island was full of beasts and men talking, but I do not remember. A boat could live in this water now, I think. Oh, then it is true. When Brahm ceases to dream, the gods die. Now I know indeed what he meant. Once, too, the guru said as much to me. 
but then I did not understand. Now I am wise. What? said Findlayson over his shoulder. Baru went on as if he were talking to himself. Six, seven, ten monsoons since, I was watch on the forecastle of the Rewa, the Kumpani's big boat, and there was a big tufan, green and black water beating, and I held fast to the lifelines, choking under the waters. Then I thought of the gods, of those whom we saw to-night. He stared curiously at Findlayson's back, but the white man was looking across the flood. Yes, I say of those whom we saw this night past, and I called upon them to protect me. And while I prayed, still keeping my lookout, a big wave came and threw me forward upon the ring of the great black bow anchor, and the rewa rose high and high, leaning towards the left-hand side, and the water drew away from beneath her nose, and I lay upon my belly holding the ring, and looking down into those Greek deeps. Then I thought, even in the face of death, if I lose hold, I die, and for me neither the reward, nor my place by the galley where the rice is cooked, nor Bombay, nor Calcutta, nor even London, will be any more for me. How shall I be sure, I said, that the gods to whom I pray will abide at all? This I thought, and the rewa dropped her nose as a hammer falls, and all the sea came in and slid me backwards along the forecastle and over the break of the forecastle, and I very badly bruised my shin against the donkey engine, but I did not die, and I have seen the gods. They are good for live men, but for the dead. They have spoken themselves. Therefore, when I come to the village, I will beat the guru for talking riddles which are no riddles. When Brahm ceases to dream, the gods go. Look upstream. The light blinds. Is there smoke yonder? Peru shaded his eyes with his hands. He is a wise man and quick. Hitchcock Sahib would not trust a rowboat. He has borrowed the Rao Sahib steam launch and comes to look for us. I have always said that there should have been a steam launch on the bridge works for us. The territory of the Rao of Barun lay within ten miles of the bridge, and Findlayson and Hitchcock had spent a fair portion of their scanty leisure in playing billiards and shooting black buck with the young man. He had been bearded by an English tutor of sporting tastes for some five or six years, and was now royally wasting the revenues accumulated during his minority by the Indian government. His steam launch, with its silver-plated rails, striped silk awning, and mahogany decks, was a new toy which Findlayson had found horribly in the way when the row came to look at the bridge-works. "'It's great luck,' murmured Findlayson, but he was none the less afraid wondering what news might be of the bridge. The gaudy blue and white funnel came downstream swiftly. They could see Hitchcock in the bows, with a pair of opera glasses, and his face was unusually white. Then Peru hailed, 
and the launch made for the tail of the island the rao sahib in tweed shooting-suit and a seven-hued turban waved his royal hand and hitchcock shouted but he need have asked no questions for findlayson's first demand was for his bridge all serene gad i never expected to see you again findlayson your seven costs downstream yes there's not a stone shifted anywhere but how are you i borrowed the rao sahib's launch and he was good enough to come along jump him ah finlinson you are very well eh that was most unprecedented calamity last night eh my royal palace too it leaks like the devil and the crops will also be short all about my country now you shall back her out hitchcock i i do not understand steam engines uh, you are wet you are cold finlinson i have some things to eat here and you will take a good drink i'm immensely grateful rao sahib i believe you saved my life how did hitchcock oh ho his hair was upon end he rode to me in the middle of the night and woke me up in the arms of morpheus i was most truly concerned finlinson so i came too my head priest he is very angry just now we will go quick mr hitchcock i am due to attend at twelve forty five in the state temple where we sanctify some new idol if not so i would have asked you to spend the day with me they are damn bored these religious ceremonies finlinson eh peru well known to the crew had possessed himself of the inlaid wheel and was taking the launch carefully upstream but while he steered he was in his mind handling two feet of partially untwisted wire rope and the back upon which he beat was the back of his guru end of part four end of the bridge builders by rudyard kipling